Hey friends, you're listening to the Student Ministry Sermon Podcast from First Christian Church. Our hope is that these words bless you, lead you closer to Jesus, and help you follow Him more faithfully. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Uh, hey guys, uh, if you don't know me already, my name is Eileen, and last year I had the privilege of being the Senior Girls Life Group Leader. So I love exchange, and I love the community here at FCC. Uh, The guy that was just up here is my husband, and I love him very much. (laughs) But I do want to apologize for the many bad dad jokes that he tells you guys here on Wednesday nights. Um, And so before I get into my topic for today, I did want to share a few things that I thought you should know about me. Uh, And the first thing is that I was born and raised in the Middle East, uh, in the country of Syria. And my parents were ministering to Muslims there, so I'm what you call a missionary kid, or an MK. And when you hear the Middle East, I'm sure that you probably have one of two pictures that comes to mind. You either think um, of war and conflict, unfortunately, like we see in the news, uh, or you think of something like um, what happens in this video. So tech team, could you play this video? Yes, that is the teaser trailer for the live-action Aladdin movie. Any Aladdin fans in here? Yes? Okay, good. If you are an Aladdin fan, you are my people. (laughs) I love Aladdin. Um, And while I love the animated, unfortunately, I believe the live-action just did not live up to it. Um, But am I right? You either picture the war and the conflict we see in the news, or you maybe picture... Um, What what we've seen in Aladdin, the rolling desert sands, and um, the things we see in that movie. Um, So I spent the first 11 years of my life in the Middle East, and then my family and I moved uh, to California, to good old Santa Maria, and I spent the next about 11 years of my life here. And then after college, I took a teaching job in China, and I went and taught English there. And then um, I came back (laughs) because of the pandemic. And then I married Robert. So those are some important things that you should know about me. Um, That's my very quick life story. If you want to know more about it, you can come talk to me afterward. 
Um, so those are some important things you should know about me. And there is another thing, another fact about myself, um, that I think all of us in this room will be able to relate to, and it's our topic for tonight. And the fact is, is that I love comfort. I love comfort. As soon as I get home from work, Robert can attest to this, um, after making dinner, I usually get into my comfortable clothes, I make myself a nice cup of tea, uh, sometimes I like to sit and watch my comfort TV show, and if Remy is being nice to me that day, I might snuggle up with Remy. <laughs> it just depends. Um, <laughs> so that's my kind of my comfortable routine, right, when I get home um, from work. And um, when we come to church, we kind of have a routine too, right? Um, for many of us, I think we go to the coffee shop and we get ourselves a nice coffee, um, or a nice drink, and we head to the service, and we get to sit in a nice air-conditioned building. We get to listen to a nice message and great music led by our awesome pastors. And we even have kind of a comfortable routine with church, right? And while there's absolutely nothing wrong with um, having our comfortable routines and enjoying ourselves at church, uh, there does seem to be a bit of a disconnect between the lives we lead sometimes and what Jesus calls us to do in the Bible. And so, um, we all have our comfort things, right? We have our comfort TV shows, we have our comfort people, we have our comfort foods. And I'm making an assumption, but I think this assumption is right, we all have this nice little device. I even have it on me. And we have this device, right? And I don't know about you guys, but I have really found comfort in this device now. And it's just the day and age that we're living in. If I leave my house without my phone, I feel pretty lost, right? <laughs> I, um, I feel lost and I feel uncomfortable. And so if you could all just show me proof that you have a device like this, could you just raise it up, show it to me? I know we all have them, so let's just acknowledge it, right? <laughs> and go ahead and take a selfie with the person next to you while we're at it, okay? So I'm going to take a selfie as well with you guys. Okay, and now, after you have taken your selfie, it doesn't take that long to take a selfie, guys, um, you are going to pass your phone to the person next to you, and you're going to all pass your phones all the way down to the very last empty chair on your aisle, okay? Now, listen up. <laughs> uh, uh, there is a purpose behind this. I would not just doing this to do this, but I encourage you to pass your phones to the end of the aisle. You can make a nice little pile on the end chair if you would like. <laughs> it's up to you. So I'm going to give you a minute to pass your phones.
are going to do, okay, we are going to do a little comfort experiment, and we're going to see if we can go without our phones just for this message, okay? So bear with me. We're all going to get a little uncomfortable tonight. It's just what we're doing, okay? So as we do this experiment, we are going to look um, in our Bibles at what Jesus says about comfort and um, some other passages. So since you do not have your Bible apps, um, you can either follow along on the screen with me or you can get a physical Bible from the back. Yes, physical Bibles do exist. I have mine. (laughs) So I'll give you a second if you'd like to get a physical Bible. Or you can follow along with me on the screen. Wow, this is so awesome to see people using physical Bibles. (laughs) What? Okay, so we are going to go to Matthew chapter 16. So go ahead and turn there. And we, I'm going to read from verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? And so Jesus laid it out pretty clearly right here. Um, When he was talking to the disciples, he told them what they were signing up for. He was like, listen, guys, like, there's going to be a cost to following me. This isn't just for anyone. And so I want you to consider the cost before you follow me. Okay, so... Jesus was clear about the cost. And all throughout the Bible, you'll notice story after story of God calling people to leave something or to give something up and to step into the uncomfortable with him. And so now we are going to turn to Hebrews chapter 11. This is where we're going to be for the rest of our time. Yeah, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 11. And Hebrews chapter 11 is this awesome chapter that talks all about heroes of the faith. And it starts by talking about people like Abraham. Um, Abraham was called to go to a foreign place, even though he didn't know where he was going. God really didn't give him clear instructions. He didn't give him a map. But he told Abraham, this is where I'm calling you to go. And Abraham responded and went to the land of Canaan. God also called a famous person that I'm sure most of us know of. Um, He called Moses to leave his job shepherding sheep to confront Pharaoh and lead an entire nation of people 
out of slavery and into freedom. He also called someone named Gideon, who was called to leave battle, or sorry, who was called to leave his job threshing wheat and lead a small group of men in battle to defeat the very people they'd been hiding from. And so it goes on in this whole chapter to talk about these heroes of the faith that followed God into the uncomfortable. So I'm going to pick up and read in verse 32. And you can follow along with me. We're in Hebrews 11, verse 32. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and rooted for an enemy armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. The world was not worthy of them. So, that was a lot, right? We heard about a lot of things just now. There were kingdoms mentioned, justice, people shutting the mouths of lions. Some person even got sawed in two. That was a lot, right? (laughs) And so let's just take a moment and consider what this all really means. So, these are stories the author of Hebrews is writing all these stories about people who laid down their lives for Jesus. They laid down their lives for the gospel. And they have three things in common, these people. They were imperfect. They, a lot of them argued with God about what he was calling them to do. They did eventually follow and obey God into the uncomfortable, and they considered it worth it. And so I want to unpack how we consider it worth it to give of our money, to give of our time, to give of our energy, our sleep, our comfort, all for the sake of Jesus. Why do we do this? What's the point? Because he did it for us. He considered us worth it. He considered us so worth it that he died for us and gave his life for us And he left all of the comfort in heaven to come down and experience all the things that we experience. He experienced suffering. He experienced pain. Everything that we go through. And so if he could do it for us, he being the king, he was co-equal with God. If the king can come and lay down his life for us, then we can maybe, you know, set aside our phones a little bit. We can serve at FCC. We can talk to people we don't know. I'm an introvert, so that's terrifying to me. But we can do it, right? 
um, we can go to other countries and share about Jesus. And so God won't call us all to different hard things, right? Um, To be perfectly honest, when I moved to China and stepped into a completely different culture, was learning a different language, everything was done differently, it was easier for me than stepping into this very room and becoming a, a youth leader and being a youth leader with a room full of teenagers. So God will call us all to different hard things, right? But the point is that we are willing to give everything for him. Even if it's our one thing, we all have our one thing, right? And sometimes God calls us to give that to him, and it is worth it. And so I want to end our time tonight by, with this quote. It says, if, and this is a quote by David Livingstone. He was a missionary in Africa, and he said this. If a commission by an earthly king is considered an honor, how can a commission by a heavenly king be considered a sacrifice? And so you, you have to know the person who is calling you in order to step in your calling. In order for it to be worth it, you have to know the person who is calling you. And we worship the king. <laughs> the king is calling us. The king who stepped down from heaven for us is calling us to lay down these things. So I want to end our time by asking you two questions. Is there anything God might be calling you to leave or to give up? Honestly, it really could be as simple as spending less time on your phones. Like, really. (laughs) It could be a number of things. For me, last year, it was giving up my comfortable routine after work on Wednesday nights to come and be a youth leader um, here on Wednesday nights. And the second question is this. Is there something uncomfortable God is calling you into? And I want you to really take time to consider this. We're going to have a few worship songs in a minute. And I want you to take time and consider, is there something God is calling you to do? And so as the songs play, just take time and consider in your heart what, is, what God is calling you to. And it is my prayer and my hope that we would consider it an honor to give up whatever we give up for the king. So I'm going to close us in prayer. Uh, Jesus, I thank you so much for this awesome group of teenagers. I thank you that they um, can be world changers. I thank you that they can step into the uncomfortable. And Lord, I just pray that they would consider these questions. They would consider what you are calling them to. And I pray that we would all consider an honor to lay down whatever we lay down for the king. In Jesus' name, amen.